Hi, it's Rob, but I guess you know that. An episode on a Saturday on the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. My one day of rest from the Disruptive Entrepreneur. Are you kidding me? Get this brand new episode. So we are now going to do success Saturdays. Not necessarily every Saturday, it depends. But this is a brand new episode format where I interview my amazing successful case study clients. Maybe people just like you. So in a moment, you're going to hear me interview an amazing uh, case study, someone who's been in my community for a good while now and has smashed it. You know, talk doesn't cook rice. This person's been cooking rice. I'm not talking about cooking rice. Now, a couple of things that I think you'll find really interesting. Number one is we're going to do these Success Saturday episodes more regularly. This is the demand that's been asked for. I'm told that hearing from my client case studies, community members, podcast listeners, followers, fans around the world, I'm told that that's very inspiring. They're not going to be really long hours and hours. They're going to be short, sharp, impactful, results-based interviews to give you inspiration, education, and information to also start and scale your business increase your reach and revenue, impact and income. So a couple of things here. Number one, if you've got a story to tell, if you believe that the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast and the community and following me on all the socials has really helped you grow your business or overcome some big challenges or make some seriously good money, email me at rob at robmore.com. That's rob at robmore.com and tell me your story. Try not to do war and peace. (laughs) Try and get it into like one page. And, and hey, if we think it's a fit, we may interview you to be interviewed on the Disruptive Entrepreneur on Success Saturdays. And when I say we, obviously I am the host, but we have Tom, Harry, Kane, Ben, Aaron, Ben, Rob, all behind the scenes that, you know, bring a it's, a, it's a serious amount of work and an investment to bring nearly 700 episodes in nearly six years to you across 204 countries. So um, thank you for being a loyal follower of the Disruptive Entrepreneur. Also, if you'd like to work with me in some capacity, you've been listening in, you think I might be able to help you start or scale your business, whether it's education, implementation, masterminds, mentoring, you know, you name it, just email me, rob at robmore.com. Tell me a little bit about what you want to achieve and the help you think you need. I can't promise to have anything. I can't promise to have any availability. But hey, uh, you know, I've never offered that to you and, and, and why not? I'd love to hear from you. So email me if you want to be a case study for success Saturday or maybe you want to work with me on a deeper level. Email me at rob at robmore.com. Let's get in with the interview. Success Saturday. 26 properties bought in the lockdown. Is this Wonder Woman? So, wow. I have my amazing client, Fee Crossley, in the house who you can see there. And Fee has just smashed it. 26 properties all while in lockdown, but it's not always been easy and she's had quite a lot of challenges and she's going to be honest and share what they are. Now, if you're listening to The Disruptive Entrepreneur, this is a first ever episode where I actually interview one of my amazing clients. So, Fee, this is a world's first in 675 episodes. You are the first. If you're watching on the live, you are going to love this story. And I'm going to pull out everything that's happened to Fee since lockdown, working with me. So let's do this. So Fee, first things first, since lockdown uh, and and working with me uh, in in the mentorship that we do, just tell us your results. Tell us about these 26 properties. How did you get them? 
and what have you achieved? And then we'll go into some details and some struggles. Okay, um, thank you very much for that introduction. I love that. Thank you. I want to thank both you and Mark as well for being my mentors. You're both absolutely awesome. Um, well, we got the properties by literally having a goal, um, knowing what we wanted and just went for it. We did loads of viewings. We made loads of offers and we sorted out loads of finance. Um, and we just went for it. Um, there's loads of things, really. And then people were coming to us. Um, it was great because people um, knew me and knew my family and our background. And they've known that I've been doing property for 20 years. So people were coming to me saying, Fiona, do you want to buy this house? And a lady came to me and she said, Fiona, do you want to buy my entire portfolio? And I was like, whoa, yes, absolutely. Yeah, let's. Um, so we did some negotiation and we got the deal and it was great. Right. Two questions in that, Fee. Yeah. So first off is a portfolio. So how many properties were in that portfolio? And just before I let you answer that context here. A lot of people think about buying five properties or 10 properties or however many, and they think they have to buy them one by one. But buying a portfolio can achieve much of your goal in one acquisition. So how many were in that portfolio? And just talk us through that. And then going to ask you about where you got the money from. OK, so we um, there were 16 properties in that portfolio. And, and of course, it was quite scary at the time. It was like, whoa, you know, this is a lot of money. It's a lot to take on. Um, but we just just went for it. We just thought, come on, we can do this and um, just really had the belief that we could do it. And we were so grateful for the opportunity as well. It was like, wow, you've come to us. Um, so we were so grateful for the opportunity. It was great. And when you say you were scared, what were you scared of? You've been in property 20 years. You've got Robert Marcus, your mentors. Why are you scared? <laughs> yeah, um, I think it was just because it was such a big commitment. Um, and financially, it was like, wow, we're talking on a different level now of from just one property to, you know, big deal. So that was the scary part. But I also knew that we were helping um we were helping the lady out and also we were keeping all the homes for everyone as well. Um, so to me, it was like a win-win situation. It helped everybody, all the tenants and the investor. It was helping us. So really, it was a no-brainer, really. Now, 26 properties through lockdown when a lot of people were just on pause or struggling. That's impressive. How did you finance them all? Did you have 26 deposits sat in the bank from daddy <laughs> or was there another way? <laughs> uh, we used a bit of a mixture of everything. So we used some of our own money. We used some of our, our own properties. We used a bit of investor money. So we've got it from a little bit here and there. We got commercial finance. So a few ways, yeah. Okay, great. Right. So we're going to come back to that. But I need to ask you this. Um, what challenges did you have? 26 properties, Wonder Woman, as I've put on the title. But, you know, I worked through with you and I know sometimes you won't mind me saying felt a bit lonely in lockdown. Obviously, you're a mum and you had that to deal with as well. 
So just just be really honest here. I've got a lovely community. It's safe. So you can be honest. What were your struggles and challenges? Throughout lockdown, um, the first lockdown hit me really hard. Um, uh, yeah, it, I, I, I know it was really difficult for the entire world. It was it was a crazy time, but it did hit me really hard. Like I was so I was so scared and um, I was worried and. Yeah, there was so many emotions going on. I was really worried about so many things and I was worried about my tenants um, not being able to support themselves. And it was just a really worrying time. And and uh, my little girl was at home with me 24-7, so I was trying to juggle everything. Um, so, yeah, it was a really challenging time. But I did have loads of support from my family and my sister. My sister's amazing. She's like my rock. She's great. Um, there's always challenges. There's always challenges. But you've really got to be grateful for everything that you've got. And um, ask for help. Absolutely ask for help. That's a big one. Um, I was so grateful that I had you and Mark and my family. I had lots of support around me, which was great. Um, but my main thing is definitely ask for help from people who are further ahead in the journey than you. Um, they can give you really good advice. There's loads of things you can do to um, help yourself when you're feeling a little bit low or you've got challenges, always like look for solutions, always like listen to happy music or do the things that you love to do, you know, all the little things and be so grateful for the health that you've got and stuff like that, definitely. Right. Okay, great. So 26 properties in lockdown, some of your own money, some remortgaged money, some private finance, some commercial finance. Yeah. You did it raising a very young child. Yeah. Um, so tell us what's in the future. What's your next goal? Now we're coming out of lockdown. You must be really excited. So obviously getting a babysitter for your child 24-7 so you can go and take on the world. But um, what's, your, what's your goal now moving out maybe the next year or two? Um, we have a goal of providing 100 homes to people. Um, this is on top of our existing portfolio. Me and my sister both have portfolios. Um, but what we aim to do is get 100 properties before my 42nd birthday. Um, so that's our next goal, definitely. All right, great. And you did all of this as a, as a mum. Yes. So I know there's a lot of mums and single mums. Yeah. You know, that follow me, the disruptive entrepreneur, and, and they find it hard. How yes. did you do it? Specifically, being a mum. How did you juggle being a mum? Because I know your daughter was with you the whole time. Yeah. Yet you still managed to run all those viewings. How did you do it while you know having all those responsibilities? Okay. So um, because I'm a single mum and. Um, I genuinely needed support at the time, and my sister is also a single mum. So what we did is we came together, and we both lived in my house, and we supported each other through that. So 
um, she could look after my little girl while I went and did some work and then I could look after her little girl when she did some work and we basically teamed up and supported each other like that. Um, I also dedicated a lot of time to make Charlotte really happy and I took the time as well because she was going through a lot as well. She just started school and she didn't understand why she couldn't see her friends and things like that. So I really concentrated on making Charlotte happy, which made me happier. Um, and just get the support from the people around you. That's how I did it, definitely. I know from speaking to you quite a lot over lockdown, Fee. Yeah. I know you're like, you're a free bird and you love to travel, aren't oh, you? Oh, yeah. A bird as in one that flies before I get told off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and how did you deal with that? You know, I, I believe your main value is freedom. Yes. So how did you, how did you overcome that? That was, um, that was actually one of my main points why I got, quite low in that very first lockdown was because uh, one of my major passions is travel and um, I've always worked and been able to um, go traveling when I want you know I've built that up over the years and it's really high on my values list and to then be told right you can't actually leave your house and you can't go where you want was like Oh my goodness, that was that was really big for me. Um, and I almost like did a lot of visualizing and pretending that I was in really cool places. And I've got like pictures all over my house uh, that reminds me of the places that I've been. And I've got like magazines and looked at places where I'm going to go next. And uh, I bought one of those VR um, where you can, <laughs> you know, where you can see um, other places and um, go to the moon and do some scuba diving. You could do it in the mass. So stuff like that really helped. I made some plans to take um, the girls to Disney when we come out of lockdown. Um, yeah, so things to look forward to, things like that. Nice. I like that. Definitely good. Using your imagination to trick yourself that that's real. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's talk, let's talk money. Let's go straight to it and talk money. This 26 property portfolio that you um, built in lockdown, what's the value of it? And what, what money is it making you or going to make you? Oh, um, Sally deals with a lot of the finance. Um, yeah. Line. It's a, um, it's a multi-million pound deal and um, it's going to be really good. It's, yeah. Give us some, give us something like, is it going to make you a thousand a month, 5,000 a month, 10,000 a month? I think it's going to be around the 10,000 pound a month, Mac. Wow. That's life changing money. Yes. <laughs> and you're in, you're in business partnership with your sister. She's like the Mark, is she? And you're like the Rob. Is that how it works? <laughs> I, I think it's, um, yeah, we're definitely match um, really well together. We've we've got um, we've definitely got that yin and yang, and um, she's an amazing support system to me. She like she believes in me. I'm like the entrepreneur, and she's the organized, strategic one who has everything in files and. Uh, yeah, we balance each other really well. I like to take a lot of risk and she's very, um, you know, 
the opposite but we work well together <laughs> yeah we work well together she she's getting a lot better at um taking more risks and um yeah I think we're a great partnership we've got massive trust there as well we really trust each other um we've, we're also best friends as well as been sisters and now we're business partners so I actually got Sally financially free a few years ago um, I got her out of her job and um, taught her how to become financially free like me. So it's work, worked out really well. It's done great. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So um, what have you learned through lockdown? What have you learned building a portfolio of 26 properties in that time? Give us some things that, you know, you figured out along the way. Uh, about building that that particular portfolio or as general, sorry. Well, let's do the lockdown because we've been working together for about that m- amount of time through the yeah. lockdown pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, because obviously that's a hard time for many people, but some people like yourself have done really well out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, give us the top three things you learned building a portfolio in the lockdown. Okay. Um, my main things I've learned is have a goal – be, have a really specific goal. Um, like when we first met each other, your first question was to me, it was like, right, what are you going to do in a year, Fiona? And I was like, quite specific with you. I said, I'm going to get 25 properties on top of our portfolio. So do that. Then, of course, take action. Um, you've got you've to start doing the little steps, little steps to... Um, create some momentum um, to keep it going like that. And thirdly, what I've learned is absolutely believe in yourself. Whatever you want in your brain, like your brain is the boss. So whatever you you think about, whatever you want, go for it and um, you can get it definitely. All right, cool. So what stopped you or what was a blockage or a barrier before we started working together. So it's over a year now, I think we've been working together, but there must've been something that, you know, was holding you back from getting a mentor or was holding you back from leveling up or was holding you back from getting into property. Um, You know, back in 2005, I just didn't think property was something ordinary people like me did. I didn't have any money. And I thought, oh, blimey, how am I going to be able to buy property with no money? So those kind of things stopped me. Did you have anything like that that stopped you before you finally took the plunge? To be honest with you, um, I've always known that I wanted to be in property. So from when I was a young girl, um, I was so inspired by people around me that I left primary school knowing that um, I wanted to be a millionaire and be retired by 30. And I, and I had that goal as a child. and. I always knew that I wanted to get into property. So I just built up steps to do that. Um, I started off um, with investors and doing it for other people. And um, I literally, I learned on the job. I, I, I learned to do it and I learned to renovate houses and I learned how to get tenants and how to buy and sell properties. I'll learn all of that. And then by the time I'd got to a stage where I was financially free, I was like, right, I want to be a mum. 
so dedicated five years to being a mum full-time and just concentrated on her for five years and then the plan always was when she was um gonna start school at five I was like then right I'm gonna start business again and start growing and pushing myself and see what potential I could get so basically I knew I had to learn from somebody who'd already done it and I wanted to learn how to speed the process up because it was quite slow by the time you were saving up for deposits and I found it quite slow so I wanted to learn how to do it more effectively hence why I found your training I've read your books when I was in one of your um, events at the beginning I was listening to the trainers and I was like I just want to learn from those two guys like those two guys that um those two guys what they've done I just want to learn from them so I literally went to the back of the room and I said um can you can you sort it out for me how I can learn off those guys? And they came back with a package and I was like, oh, wow, okay, right. And I got on the phone to Sally and said, okay, um, I know you're going to be a bit like, but we've got to invest a lot of money here to get mentored and trained by these guys that are miles ahead of us. And um, it was because Sally believed in me and she was like, yeah, go for it that's how I sort of, I've speeded everything up really, I suppose. And I've invested in me, which has basically paid back about 50 times, I think, already in one year, I think. Wow. Yeah, it's been wow. so good. I'm so grateful to you and Mark. You've um, helped me learn so much. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. I love hearing this. Um, how many properties did you have before you got the 26 in the lockdown? I think in total we um, owned, co-owned altogether about 30-ish. Oh, so your whole career you had 30-ish and then another 26 this last year? Yeah, that I long owned, co-owned or part yeah. of the family, yeah. Okay, cool. So how long did it take you to build that 30-strong portfolio with you, your sister, your family, et cetera? Um, for myself, really, I started about when I was um, late teens. I as soon as as soon as I was about eighteen, I started um, doing properties. I started um, buying and selling them. I did it for investors, so because a lot of people knew me um, from the golf club and from our family history and stuff. I used to say to people, "Can I?" can I find you a deal and then renovate it for you? You put the money in, you get the money out, and then you pay me a little bit of a fee. And then I did other things. Like when I'd done that quite a few times, I said things like, okay, so if you buy the property, um, can we split the profit? So if we make any money, I'll split it with you. If we don't make any money, you'll just get the money back. And I, I did loads of creative ways like that to build the experience up. Um, and then I started buying properties myself and selling them. I was buying and selling. And I thought that was really the only way that you could make money in property. I used to buy and sell. Started off with little um, two-bed terraces. 
and then moved on to semis and then we went on to detached and then a hotel and I used to buy and sell um but then I quickly realized you've got to keep on you've got to keep them and and hold them um so that's when after about 10 years and I then we decided to hold them and um yeah we rent them out so that's what my right. strategy is now hold we buy and hold now yes you must so basically 20 years to build 30 odd properties and then one year working together and you've done 26 it's not bad not bad going oh, thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> what would you say to anyone watching or listening who'd love to start a business love to get into property love to go to the next level or has struggled a bit you know with recent lockdown events what would you say to them I'd say you can absolutely do anything you put your mind to. So your brain is the boss. Always remember that. Whatever you're thinking about, um, you can do it. Um, go for anything that makes you happy. Go for stuff that you love doing. Like I love the renovation side of houses, so I, I like that side of it. Um, I would say go into an area of property that you love doing because that, that's what's really important, isn't it? It's it's what makes you happy. I mean, like I love going to work. So I would say do what you love and definitely go for it. Okay, right. Well, that's perfect. So is there anything else we've missed in your story of the last sort of 12 to 15 months that we need to let everyone know? I would say there's going to be loads of challenges, absolutely loads of challenges, but you've got to come up with solutions. Yeah, you, you've got to have a solution mind. That's why part of our business is called Solutions is because all the challenges that come your way, you've got to have the mindset to be like, it's okay, we can fix it. We can get, a, we can sort this problem out. And, and that's what's really helped me is, um, Knowing that we can sort a problem out, everything can be fixed, um, that's a really good thing, I would say. Fee, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Where can they stalk you? Uh, you know, where are you <laughs> online if they want to ask any questions, etc. Just tell us where we can find you. Okay, so I've got my website at crossleypropertysolutions.co.uk. You can find me on Facebook, on either Fee Crossley or Fiona Crossley. We're on Instagram, our Facebook page of Crossley Property Solutions. You can email me at Fiona at Crossley Property Solutions. Um, yeah, that's great. Okay. And one more little thing. Um, why did you choose me to work with? I chose you and Mac. Um, I've got two for one, so that's great. I think <laughs> you're both great. Um, you, um, I chose you because when I did some research about property training, um, I liked the vibe and the feel of your community and your company. And... Um, You'd wrote loads of books, so I consumed all that content. I love reading and listening and learning. So I, I saw that you had loads of books, and um, I just 
love the fact that you try and help people with scaling businesses as well. You've got clearly a massive passion to help people improve the business. Um, that really comes across a lot that you want to help people learn. Um, and I love your energy and your drive and you've clearly achieved so much and it's inspirational and I love that. Uh, I love being inspired by people and you clearly do inspire people and I think it's great. Yeah, keep doing what you're doing, I would say. And you, Fee, I'm looking forward to helping you get these 100. Thank you so you're, very much. Thank you. Is that a two-year goal? It's about it's two a, years' time, isn't it? That's a two-year goal, yes. If we can right. do it quicker, then great. But Then you'll have to pay me a bonus if we do it quicker. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely believe we can do it. Yeah, definitely. Great. Well, thank you, Fee. This has been so much fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Well done on your amazing results. I just want to let everyone know, um, you know, like all of us, Fee had her highs and lows through the lockdown, but she would WhatsApp me or message me when, you know, she needed a bit of help. You know, I believe that actually accountability and getting results is not just about when things are going well, because when things are going well, it's kind of easier. But Fee said, and this is really important, she said, you must ask for help. And what Fee's been really good at is when she's had her bumps and her wobbles and, you know, she's feeling like she's just a mum and what about her own goals and her own time and identity, she'd send me a voice memo. Rob, Rob! Uh, you know, we'd, we'd keep up uh, in contact regularly through the lockdown. So I just want to say, you know, well done for doing that, Fee. And also thank you for being such an inspiration. You're one of the most positive people I know. Like you said, you, you've always got a solution. Because yeah. I actually know some people that have a problem for every solution. I do know <laughs> some people like that. And you're the opposite. And you deserve all the success that you've got. And it's been such a privilege to be able to share this story with so many people on the Disruptive Entrepreneur and all my channels. And look, we just want to help inspire you to start or to scale or to overcome your challenges. So um, we've had lots of nice comments here saying, well done, Fee. Keep up the oh, great work. And what what an amazing achievement, especially in lockdown. So you're awesome, Fee. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Cheers, Bye. everyone. Take care. So I hope you enjoyed the inspiring Success Saturday, the sexy Success Saturday. If you think that your story is worthy of being on the Disruptive Entrepreneur, just like this one for a Success Saturday, email me at rob at robmore.com. If you'd like to work with me on a, a, a deeper basis, a more long-term basis, a more committed basis to start and scale your business, your podcast, your personal brand, your business brand, your social media brand, then email me rob at robmore.com. Can't, can't promise to have availability of places, um, but look, let's see if we can make it a fit. Because look, when all is said and done, more is said than done. To know and not to do is not to know. So great to listen in from one of the 204 countries that you are from. But I think also action, implementation, that's what makes the difference. So drop me an email, rob at robmore.com. Boom. And remember this, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.